Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy Podcast 125. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It is October 29th, 2014, and I'm joined by Darren and today's co-host, Brandon and Tyler. What's going on, Darren? How are you? Hey, I am doing great. I'm very excited for this coming Tuesday. It is the uh, next patch, and we'll include the Quirk system, which we are talking about later in the show. Very exciting. I was going to say, um, we're going to have some previews for uh, <clears throat> everyone out there. Um Let's just let's just put it that way. Yeah. All right. What about you, Brennan? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I was using the wrong button for push to talk, but uh, that has seemed to have been corrected here now. Hashtag buttons are hard. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, button buttons are very hard. I I don't understand. They I they're not in alphabetical order, and it just gets confusing sometimes. Us and Canadians are very simple folk. <laughs> is that right what about you tyler what's going on man i'm doing good school's good weather is improving and we got some mechwar online competitive leagues that have started up now so good times I'm gonna say um you know one of our first topics today and by the way i'd like to say a welcome to everyone trying up a different format uh, for you guys doing the podcast live on twitch makes it a little bit easier for uh for us not having to drag people but anyways let us know what you think out there but uh, let's go ahead and dive into the first topic, and I think this sort of has to do with what you were just talking about, Tyler, which is quirks. Quirks are coming, and a whole lot of them. Um, November 4th, and uh, so first off, looking at of all the info that's been coming out, uh, it's been posted on Reddit and so forth, forth, what are you guys' thoughts, impressions so far? So far, I think it's looking pretty good. Um, I think the biggest thing would be until we actually get a hands-on and kind of play around with uh, the system a bit and get actual hard numbers out of it. Because right now it's still all speculation and that sort of thing. But until we can actually get some science done, I think right now it's just hearsay. I, so far, though, they all look pretty good, and I'm excited for them. So. Well, it's good stuff. It's gonna. Oh, sorry, sorry, go man. ahead. Go ahead, Tyler. It's gonna dig some mechs classified as tier five and four and such out of the gutter, so to speak. Some of those mechs that get barely any love and have a few devoted fans are gonna finally get a much needed buff, and so that's good to see. I'm yeah. Re- go ahead, Brandon. I was about to say I'm really looking forward to the uh, awesome eight Q. That's gonna be a fun beast once it comes out. I think a, a lot is uh, yet to be seen. However, as Phil mentioned, there will be some previews coming up. Uh, you, you mentioned science. Um, we will have some science for you to, uh, to see before it's out, before it's live. And based on what we already know about it, I think it's going to be amazing. I am absolutely in love with the new IS Quirk system. And uh, I love both what this change is going to do. I think November 4th is going to be a lot of fun. And I seriously just can't wait. But also, as we mentioned before, this is really the foundation, and you know, and, and this means that more things can happen in the future. This can be developed even further, and so I'm excited for what's coming and, and for what's going to come after that as well. I think one of the toughest things is, um, you know, obviously controlling like people's expectations. Um, one of the things is like everyone has their own opinion of what what mech right what variant you know uh falls into what category and i think uh that's that's one of the the toughest things is reading a lot of the uh the feedback is you know everybody has their own opinions and um i think what you start to see and and russ is sort of defined is 
the the roles they're trying to place these mechs in and if you utilize them in the roles if you utilize the weapons and stuff that they're going to excel in and uh you know i've said it before you know i think it's just one of those things where a lot of the is mechs need some type of specializ- specialization <laughs> tough words um you know and you know looking at like the hunchback and we've seen a lot now come out you know awesome and stuff the cool thing i like about this too is the fact that it can fill sort of what the Battletech role is, maybe not necessarily the blank slate what's currently in game. And when you have blank slates like that, uh, you know, obviously mechs fall to the wayside because another mech can do it better. But uh, speaking of which, Tyler, you know, looking at the competitive scene, um, just going off of the numbers you've seen so far without any examples or in-game testing, is there anything that, any mechs that pop out to you? Uh, there's a few mechs that might have situational usage. The biggest thing stacked up against them right now is that the Stormcrow just dropped. We're going to get the Timberwolf very soon, and we already have the Direwolf. So it's going to be difficult. There's going to be a lot of science done, of course, to see whether they stack up against the clan mechs for competitive use. But it's it's definitely going to help them, the quirks. Brendan, you, you were talking about, uh, you know, Aces being involved in, um, you know, a few leagues and possibly even hosting your own and stuff. What does this do for leagues that aren't necessarily like run, hot, or die? Um, you know, where it's just tonnage and bring whatever. Do you feel like, you know, the the current leagues are going to ad- adopt some of these or change up the rules because of this? Again, it's going to be hard to say until they're actually the quirks are actually out and put into place and stuff like that, and we actually see what happens. Um, but I think that, yeah, I think depending on the type of league and that sort of thing, so for example, um, Merrick War has every week or so um, rules such as like no SRMs, no LRMs, that sort of thing. Um, you might see some of these mechs being taken now over ones that have been previously taken, and they might have a role in that sort of thing. But if we're talking just straight tonnage without any uh, without any restrictions or anything like that, you you might see some of them taken, but I'm pretty sure it'll probably still stay with the standard meta. Or the meta that's in place now, I should say. And one thing I, I also want to talk about, uh, I'm adjusting my mic, guys, so ap- apologies if it's too loud. Hold on. Uh, one of the things is, um, you know, what is this going to do to solo play and also group play? Um, you know, one of the things we run into, Tyler, you're mentioning the clan mechs in general, you know, Timberwolf, Stormcrow. And obviously, these are some of the most dominant mechs in the game, right? Just because they're so versatile, they can do whatever you want them to do. They've got good armor, good firepower, good speed. Um, and I feel like this is where, again, it comes back to that what is so low play going to look like? I mean, if everyone's busting out their old toys because now they can actually utilize them in a more effective manner, I think it's going to change. Like, I think November 4th comes out and everything changes. Like, every veteran player that's been playing for a while is going to bust out his awesome, his hunchback, his trebs. I mean, just his locust. I mean, I just think November 4th is going to change the face of the game as far as... People want to utilize those mechs, but the reason why some of them haven't, especially I would say veteran players or players that are playing to win, is because they just cannot keep up 
with what's on the battlefield right now, which is some of those being the clients. And I feel like this is going to give them an edge in certain, um, you know, uh, edge cases, you know, or I, I don't know, maybe even it'll give them an edge altogether and, and they can take their mechs, you know, from here on out. Yeah, well, like I said, we'll be doing plenty of science. I'll be playing those Interspear mechs when they drop on, or when the quirks come out on November 4th. So I'm looking forward to that. But on the other hand, just like you said, the clans are out, and some competitive players are joking that they don't know what they want more, to experiment with the new quirks or to farm people playing Interspear mechs in clan mechs. You know, it's funny because I don't, I don't think the farming is going to be happening as much because basically what's happening, right, is almost every single IS Mac is getting an offensive and sometimes defensive boost. You know, like, I mean, almost every single IS Mac across the board is getting that. So I don't know. I, I just feel like I feel like this is the, the right step uh, in, the, in the direction. Um, you know, it'll be interesting seeing phase two that Russ has mentioned about, you know, that I think is going to, uh, you know, uh, evolve movement quirks um, that he's, you know, to where maybe a mech is really, really strong. So maybe it's movement quirks or, you know, looked at and stuff like that. And then obviously possibly clan quirks. How is that going to work? Is that going to tie into, is there going to be a system for that? Um, you know, just looking yeah, at this. Don't get me wrong. The Intersphere quirks are going to be great. They're going to really help out these mechs. And we might see a few mechs that were previously tier 3 to 5 come up and become some kind of good meta build, uh, depending on restrictions for competitive play and in the opens. So those mechs could see usage. Definitely help for community warfare, which is going to be clans versus Intersphere only. So it's all going to help. It's just that clans still have so many things going for them you know, higher weapon damage, XLs that don't kill you and you lose side tour, so et cetera, et cetera. So it's going to be rough, but the quirks are going to be great. And a round two will be interesting to see. You know, some of the feedback I've been reading over at Reddit and the forums and stuff is, uh, um, you know, I guess the perception of what people will consider you know, in their opinion, tier or what, like, for instance, I've seen quirks, uh, come out today. Someone was asking about the K2 specifically. Why is it not getting like a PPC quirk and stuff? And why is the scent getting this? And, you know, and I think that's going to be one of the toughest things is, you know, maybe not convincing everyone, but realizing that it's not necessarily about, you know, one personal opinion about, or maybe even how the mech is currently used, right? And uh, we've talked about that, you know, in the past of, you know, is is the Hunchback 4G supposed to be a long-range sniper, right? You know, and, and you get into that. So anyways, it'll be interesting seeing how people sort of adapt. And one comment I saw on Reddit, and I think this is really pertinent, is the fact of um, someone made a comment of, you know, comp players were, or, or they made a reference of them being a comp player, not sure about this, but of how the this is possibly going to change the game and that that's really annoying that they're going to have to change up their loadouts. And I, I just, I, I don't, I don't agree with that statement. I feel like the game should always be evolving. And I remember a time when PPCs and ACs were just dominant and it was the most boring thing in the world and frustrating when there was no dy- you know, dynamic play of, uh, you know, mechs on the battlefield. So I feel like that's, that's an important thing is the chassis diversity we're about to see in the game, I think is really, really needed, um, even in solo play, but also in group play. And I would even say that 
in solo and group play, you're going to see so many mechs of different types come out because everyone's going to be playing with playing with their toys. But uh, one thing I did like about what Russ said was this is an ever-evolving system, and we have a rubric for it, and we can easily change a mech, let's just say, that you know needs a boost in this area or a boost in that area, and then obviously the uh, the sort of phase two or phase three or phase you know, from here on out, because every single mech, new mech is going to have to have them. All the new um, resistance pack and all that will have quirks as well. Yeah, I think that the customization is just kind of shift a little bit. I know there's people that are upset that every single mech isn't going to be 100% customizable, even though they still are, but with a little reduced um, benefit or whatever. But I think the customization is, is shifting more towards instead of a few mechs being used by a lot of people and customizable, a bunch of mechs are going to be. Basically, the customization is going to be the mech chassis themselves. We'll be able to have a lot more mechs at our disposable at our disposal um, that will work well. You know, in, obviously in different scenarios, whether you're talking random battles or the comp scene, that'll totally vary. But I just I'm excited to see a lot more mechs being used out there, and I think that's going to be the end result. Well, I was talking about this yesterday. When you look at, and I'd like to hear your opinion, uh, Brennan and Tyler is. Uh, when you look at the clan mechs, for the most part, a lot of people gravitate to, like, one loadout, you know? Like, for the most part, they'll have one loadout on laser vomit or whatever that they use all the time, right? They, You know, some people don't use all three. And it's because, for the most part, every single clan mech can do every single of that same loadout on all three variants, right? Because it's just omnipods, that's all it is. And they can all do the same omnipods. The only negative, though, is there are some negative quirks, but there's they're so minute you don't really notice, right? So I feel like that's that's one of the things the quirks sort of emphasizes is what's the point of even having variants if all the mechs can do the exact same thing? And I think this is again it goes back to MechWarrior two, MechWarrior three. Like there was no point in having variants because it literally you had one chassis and you could do whatever you want with it. And I feel like that's very similar to like how the clans are per se currently right now is you can do whatever you want with all three variants and recreate the same thing on all three for the most part but then if you look at the is mechs they have to specialize anyways i'm looking really forward to this we are going to have some preview vids for you guys yes i'm saying it right here live on for you guys we will have some preview vids of a lot of popular mechs coming up on our youtube channel so make sure to check that out and uh to our friend side strafe who likes ac2s and likes suppression fire from a BJ1, does and will that meet your need, Side Strafe? All I gotta I've been say, him, yeah. I tested it. Him, get ready. I tested it, and ready, oh my god, it is fan-freaking-tastic. So, um, anyways, we'll have those going up um, on our YouTube channel. We'll post them everywhere so you guys can check those out. And we may even have right next to it a before an after shot so you guys can see both don't mind the uh the guardian dog the boston we'll have a before and after for you guys so you guys can check those out so a uh, question about this uh for you guys is you know looking at the future what what would you like to see i guess coming out of the quirk system um, whether it's uh you know weapon based or you know uh w w just in general what what, what would you do to, I guess, expand the Quark system? Your own thoughts. Well, 
Well, how to expand it to be pretty broad in terms. I wouldn't mind seeing um, a few more kind of speed tweaks for certain mechs. So I have like a couple faster variants, that sort of thing for mechs that are supposed to be quick. But other than that, um, I'm not sure how to really expand the quirks. I know this is also going to be a very unpopular opinion, but I think one of the best ways to make Intersphere and Clans balanced as far as the quirk system goes is actually not to give Clans uh, quirks because where they are so different and multi-rolled. So you're saying, you know, they're supposed to be, you know, customizable and they're all over, but they don't get the benefit of uh, specialties, you know, that they don't... Is that what you're saying? Basically, yeah, where where the the clan max well, I mean, weapons are lighter and stuff like that. Um, the heat, every everything about the clans is just so far better. Uh, I'd like to see a little while before maybe a final judgment on that. What I'm saying, but um, what I'm saying is that clans are still superior to IS at the moment. Hopefully, the quirks will bring them up to par. But with that being said, maybe because of the versatility and the flexibility that clans have. Uh, they don't get a quirk system that they just kind of stay at the, the default. Yeah, as far as uh, the clans getting quirks or not, I don't know. That ultimately that is decided um, by whether or not the clan mechs are balanced anymore, whether they're nerfed, whatever, um, and then that would you know say whether they need quirks. But uh, something that sounds interesting, I don't know. I'd have to see it on paper and, and get some ideas. Is maybe faction specific quirks, which could go both inner sphere and clans. Um, but of course, you know, I mean, that may be controversial, um, but I think it could be fun. So it just depends on how it would play out. What about you, Tyler? Anything you'd like to see expanded or added, or is there anything that stood out to you that you, you might want changed? Uh, stuff's looking good. I'm really excited to test everything out. Just, uh, you know, every maybe negative, some more negative for quirks for clans, just to bring them in line if it comes to it. Uh, there's certain... Uh, chassis there and omnipods that just outperform other ones like the timberwolf sees center torso has a laser hardpoint none of the other ones do the storm crows uh prime's head has a laser hardpoint energy hardpoint and so things like that where the hardpoint is just better than everything else they've done a good job of nerfing some of those right off the bat but we haven't had a um, quirk pass on the clan since then and some of those Hard points are just flat out better, so it'd be nice to see some of those debuffs slightly, probably. Maybe with something like that, instead of giving it a negative quirk, maybe lock the weapon that's in there to the pod or something like that. Hard to hard to say. Oh, don't do the don't do the adder to it. <laughs> I'm gonna adder everything. No, I will say I I think you're onto something, you know, uh, Brennan, where you look at uh, you know the clan max being. Um, that is the, the trade-off, is they have large amounts of customization. They don't specialize in anything, so they're not going to get any bonuses per se. But the, we also have to look at it from the perspective of they do more damage already. They're lighter as far as weapons and equipment. They take up less crit slots. Like, a lot of people don't, if you were to look at that just by itself, if you had an IS mech that had that next to a standard IS mech, it... it which one would be better? Then, so I think those are are benefits that, uh, yeah, I, I like that idea. Just sort of keep the two separate, and maybe you look at other ways to either. Um, well, I mean, they're both separate technologies as well, so you can throw a fluff lore type thing into there as well if you really wanted to. 
Well, I don't know. Maybe um, ultimately what you're trying to do, you know, with the quirks is sort of you're trying to change player behavior, right? You're trying to incentivize taking these mechs or taking these weapons, and in doing so, you're going to incentivize it with either long range, you know, firepower potential and stuff like that. That's what the quirks are. It's incentivizing everyone to use those. So when you look at the clan mechs, I think it's a little bit different. What you're trying to do, or what I guess you could do, is you're trying to incentivize having multiple weapon systems, right? Instead of yeah. laser vomit, uh, you know, or, you know, docker vomit. One of the things you could do if you wanted to incentivize being the mechs with the stock, because uh, right now they have, what, 2.5% bonus for keeping all the pods the same. Increase uh, the bonus? Yeah, increase the bonus to maybe 10 or 15% or something like that. So yep. that way people won't change the pods maybe so uh, so easily. They'll actually sit and think, well, do I want to make an extra 15% off of what I'm doing? And then you keep everything as uh, stock as far as the pods go. Um, uh, maybe use maybe use earnings in that sort of thing as the incentive rather than uh, quirks or something like that. I think, uh, I think anyways, it'll be interesting hearing from Russ uh, where and how that is developed as far as are we going to get clan quirks because they already have them but I don't think it's the, the end all be all I think we're going to see a version 2 of it and then obviously moving down what I think what's what's really important for everyone to understand and, and we've asked uh, Russ this specifically, me and Darren have is this is an ongoing thing, this is an ongoing living document um, as he said that in a month's time and this is where I, I feel like you know I ask you guys to, to give it time you know, do testing, do science, go out there, figure out, well, is this a good change, you know, to this particular mech or, or, you know, does the locust need this or that? And then what you can do, and I feel like that's really important, is you give at least, you know, two weeks, three weeks in a month's time. And then obviously you got phase two and, you know, they are going to listen to uh, the community uh, if something is jacked up or needs still buffing or, and then, uh, yeah. So anyways, it'd be really cool. Ultimately, this kind of just makes it easier to balance just balancing via the quirk system. So I think, you know, things that, that come into light that, oh, this one's, you know, too OP or too underpowered, whatever, uh, can be adjusted easily. Yeah, and, you know, even when you look at, uh, like, uh, standardizing weapons, like, I remember when the AC2 change went in, right, we all were like, huh, why? Right? The difference now being is it's okay to have all weapons standardized where they are. Like, the PPC right now being slow right and but that's not the case on all mechs anymore uh, with these quirk system so but a ppc on one mech and a ppc on another isn't necessarily equal and that could be because uh or right currently right now because of placement maybe that the hard point location hard points the weight of the mech and stuff like that so i feel like that's where again the quirks just sort of is going to emphasize maybe this particular Battle mech in BattleTech is supposed to <clears throat> awesome AQ have PPCs, right? And it, if you take PPCs stock loadout, it's going to be able to actually perform really well. It's still going to be a barn door, well, with a little bit more added internal structure, right? But um, anyways, super super excited about this, and uh, I think everyone is going to bring out their toys. I think we may be doing an extended uh, stream stream on uh, on Tuesday. I I can tell you guys i'll be streaming for hours and hours and tuesday is going to be a good day to tune into ngng tv we're going to be streaming all day whether it's phil or both or multiple p 
people will be streaming. It's going to be too much fun not to. It is a good time to have a personal day and take it on a Tuesday. Yes. If you think you get sick at any point, that would be the day to cough. And before we end this, just to sort of point out, for all of you guys that sold those mechs because they were, you know, scrub and horrible mechs, you're about to have to buy them back and you're going to be regretting only getting... You're only gonna get, you only got half the sea bills worth. Now you're gonna be like, God dang it! Now I gotta buy that damn thing back because it's awesome, and I should have never. I should have listened. Should have listened. I should have known. No, uh, but anyways, uh, looking forward to it. And of course, uh, we'll be playing with you guys on Tuesday. So let's go ahead and move on to our next topic: the reward system. I broke it. One second. <laughs> Well, basically, now that the job, reward, bro. the new reward system's been in for a while, we've all been playing with it. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts, Brandon? What do you think? Um, I think overall it's good, as you we were saying. I think last time, but uh, now that I played with it a little bit, I've been finding my rewards going up uh, a bit more, even in losses, which is always good. Um, that being said, I still have a few outlier games where I might scrape the barrel and come out with 90,000 C-bills or something like that. Um, but yeah, no, overall, uh, I think it's a really good system. I can't wait to see improvements based off of it and maybe some new rewards in-game type of thing. But overall, I think it's a very positive thing. So overall, you're getting higher payouts and that's a good thing? That's your yeah, summary? Yeah, uh, I'm basically averaging 250 50 to 350,000 a match. So a lot better than premium what I used time, to be obviously. Doing. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot better than I used to be doing. Tyler, how about you? What are you uh, noticing as far as the new reward system? Yeah, some good stuff. I I also just like to, to see the information crawl at the bottom of the screen. I was saying before that I didn't like it, the location and how it was, but I've gotten used to it and I like it now. Uh, it's cool to see new things rewarded like uh, solo kill and most damage done to a target before it dies that's cool stuff to see when you when it happens uh, there's still of course some uh, quirking that needs to be done with it uh, like winning uh, just a base rush and assault we had to do one like on accident it was like it was like it was strange it was like an old river city or not river city forest colony game where one side went land and one side went water, and we just walked right. past each other. I hadn't seen that in a long time. And anyways, we capped their base, and we got, like, almost no money for it. So, right. there's, a, so there's a few things that need to be uh, looked at still. But overall, loving it. Yeah, I think it's a pretty cool development. I would like to see it. I'd like to see another pass as well. There needs to, I think some need to be adjusted. Some need to be added. Like, there needs to be a essentially a steel wall or tanking damage. Um, but, uh, I love the direction and I think that this bodes well for, uh, where it can go just like everything else, kind of a, a living document continuing to develop and, uh, get better. Phil, how are things going on your end there? I don't know what I did. Like, I, so I have an RTF document so I could just copy paste and I click save. So it, up, it I, I don't know. I, it went away. So the current topic is not being displayed. My apologies. Shit broke, yo. I broke the shit, yo. It's of course the first time I used something. So what do you think of the reward system? I like it. Um, the the negatives I've seen out there are why do I get flanking bonuses all the time, stuff like this. Look, it's a new system. It's going to have its drawbacks and flaws. I want it to be expand, uh, expanded upon. Um, and 
you know the one the one thing I will say about it is uh, the the reward system. Can it even reward more just lance play? You know, could it be where if you're just by your lance or you're around your lance, you even get more XP or C bills? And when you're balled up, maybe a little bit less. I don't know. It's tough because ultimately what you're trying to do is you're trying to tell people to stay together and and work together as a team. But also, are you promoting death ballage or is that what you want? I guess that's what you want to do. Anyways, that's what the current sort of system. I love it. I think it's awesome. I even watched a video of uh, uh, someone running around with dual uh, tag lasers. Uh, Fantastic was running around with them on his Spider uh, 5D. Um, I do think it needs to be brought into the whole is, you know, the whole steel wall sort of thing, right? That is how the one the one role is sometimes you have to soak up damage uh tyler on monday you were doing your your monday um you know stream um and a lot of the, you were playing in your atlas and a lot of the times you were having to lead the charge and because of w buttons and over being aggressive you died a lot and i feel or you soaked up a lot of damage and your team was still able to win but you died and I feel like that's where you have to get some type of bonus. And obviously it's tough though because what happens do you want can that be abused, you know? So I don't know. I mean, can any of this be abused, I guess? Um well, they just need to do the formula rights and not count team damage, obviously. Yep. The formula needs to not be like total damage number taken. It needs to be percentage of what your maximum damage you could take that you took before you died. Because just dying, an atlas dying through the center torso can absorb more damage than like a cicada if he spreads damage, loses his arms, almost loses all his torsos, loses a leg, etc. So you gotta just, they gotta get right the first try on it. Of course not counting damage. Like quick, hit my legs so I get more sea bills. Right. But I do think it's a, uh, you know, added bonus to the game. Um, as far as location, um, I, I went back to this again. I don't think it's really a problem where it's located. Um, I think it would be cool, again, if the color was slightly different. That's only, I've, I've ran into that on a few maps so far, and I'm, I mentioned this last week, is that on a few of the maps you just can't really see the text because of the, the terrain and stuff like that. But um, I wonder yeah. if the UI could be programmed to, you know, know what map you're on and then maybe just change the text for those maps. Because it's fine for most maps, except for, yeah, a couple of them. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our next option. I think I got it working again. And that is weekend events and other events. Oh, God, yeah, I fixed it. But now it's gigantic. Testing next topic is thing yeah so this upcoming uh weekend we got the trick-or-treat event and this is actually uh the first event that um MechWarrior online has ever done where you can actually earn mc just for playing not for placing in any particular order or anything like that but just participating you can get mc players who achieve a qualifying score can reach their hand into the treat bag and receive a prize or a trick i heard maybe possibly tricks but anyway yeah this is gonna be a cool event uh, a lot of different prizes possible. Are you, are you doing tricks? Is that what you're saying? Are you tricking uh, on the street somebody. again? Brandon? That's what you're doing. I, I heard rumors. <laughs> All right, Don't so... Me under this mech. 
So uh, speaking of, you know, weekend events, uh, I wasn't able to partake in this this past weekend, but let, let's go ahead and talk about these again. Is These are the solo leaderboard challenges. Um, I wish I had Seb on here right now because um, uh, for those that don't know him, Seb Adwala, um, he, he refrained from doing the last one, but he did this one, and I think he regretted it. Now, it's tough because actually behind the scenes, I think uh, the solo leaderboards are actually some of the you know, biggest populations in the game as far as solo players, surprisingly. A lot of people participate in them. And, you know, if that means a lot of people participate, that means more numbers and players on the line. But what about you veteran players? Why don't you like it? Why does this steer you away from uh, participating? What are you guys' thoughts on here, Tyler? What about you? Being a primarily group player, is there anything that you don't like about these solo tournaments? I don't like that they're exclusively on the weekends, which is when I don't play MechCore online. If we had another week-long tournament, I'd be tempted to opt in, but I haven't for a very long time. Uh, the other thing is, it just it takes so many games. It's it's such a huge time commitment. These guys that do put in the hours, they play all weekend long, uh, just hours and hours every day. It, it can get a bit ridiculous and so hats off to them they grind it out they do it but uh, uh the leaderboard comp- leaderboard competitions are good but needs to i wish it was a little bit more random a more persistent or like a longer stretch like over the course of a whole week instead of just weekend all right so yeah i just just I once what what let me let me read a few things just from our our chat because i think this is actually really important so we've got sebnidu uh Adwala says the formula sucks jake peril says those challenges bring out the worst in people we've got death peanut says scoring is a problem uh cal one one says i like the tourneys johnny wayne says to be honest it, it's getting a little bit too much events in the last weeks i mean it's nothing special anymore at some point and i don't think that's good chips agrees with seb um, and so anyways, it, it's always interesting because you, you have like one guy that's like, Hey, I really enjoy it. And you've got, you know, guys that are like, eh, yeah. I don't really like, so well, I will, as you, as you mentioned, as you mentioned earlier, these events, the solo, you know, leaderboard events bring out the highest numbers. It's the highest participation in those events compared to all the other events. Those are the numbers. But I think the people that we hang out with are the ones that are seeing the change in player behavior that are getting frustrated because, you know, whatever behavior at the time is you know, pissing people off. Uh, they don't like the formulas. And I totally agree with Tyler that we should consider some week-long events. I think that would be huge because there are people who simply can't play on the weekends that, you know, the week is better time for them. And I'd love to see these events uh, cross those lines. I guess one of my main issues with it is the, you know, the scoring, the formula. And I think um, I've even seen a post over at Reddit. Now, it doesn't, doesn't mean that this is the end-all be-all. I guess what I'm trying to say is there are other ways they could do it. And because right now, basically, it promotes, what, kills, assists? You know, it doesn't promote teamwork necessarily. And I feel like that's really important. So, or what about if you make it based on a role? Like you actually doing a role where it's not based on necessarily kills or assists or um, what about if it's, uh, you know, helping friendlies or... I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things where... 
it's tough because if a lot of people participate and are enjoying it behind the scenes, but maybe those people such as us that are listening to this podcast and us on this team speak that are active in the community, you guys more than likely are veteran players, right? You're usually playing with a group. So maybe it's not for you, but it's tough too because what happens when they did the Lance Challenge, then you had a lot of people who were like, oh, what about us solo players, you know? And uh, I don't know, what, what are their... What other idea do you guys have for uh, incentivizing group Tyler, play? Yeah, Tyler mentioned some cool ideas for, I think, like brawling, you know, where certain amount of damage under 300 meters or whatever. I think there's a, a lot of different things that could be played with. I mean, the most important thing to me is that, just like you just pointed out, for every event that you could talk about right now, you're going to have people that say they hated it, people say they loved it, and then you do another event and different, you know, reactions. The most important thing to me is that we keep changing it up and make sure that we get events in there for everybody including the people that want to do these on the week okay so question in past events what did we like and what do we want to see again i liked the lance challenge i thought it promoted uh small groups of four and the four by one was fan freaking tastic um and then on top of that i think uh the uh sea bill mc price for the storm crow and shadowhawk i thought that was awesome i think people really enjoyed that um they weren't a grind I feel like that's another big thing. Um, what about you guys? Any ideas? Giveaways. Always giveaways. If we're perhaps talking tournament as well. I liked the last tournament as how they were bracketed by chasses, preferably, uh, instead of weight class. And I like that a little bit more because, one, it opened the door up for more people to win and that sort of thing. But, two, you weren't maybe in an underperforming mech competing against an overperforming mech rather you're within your mech's bracket so if someone was taking a hunchback you're only playing against or competing against other people playing hunchback so i thought that was actually pretty good um as you said before i really enjoyed the discount challenge that was uh, a lot of fun as well and any of the lance point challenges i'd like to see those return um as well those are really good I would like to see a combo of a weekend, or a week actually, either, where it's a solo leaderboard challenge as well as a lance leaderboard challenge at the same time. I was so, about to say, put a lance leaderboard, or what about a faction leaderboard challenge? Yep, all good. I've done the faction leaderboard challenge a couple times, but uh, if population, like you guys said, is really doing good during these leaderboard competitions it would be uh interesting to see and people have been saying talking about this for for since the beginning basically of these competitions having a separate queue for the people that are trying to that have opted in so just just for the weekends just create a separate game mode and then they can tailor the game mode however they want they can set the rules they could even make it 8v8 if they wanted if they wanted to put have more servers going at a time uh just so those people have to fight against each other. And also, to just drop ELO completely, it's not a major complaint from me. It's a major complaint from some people that some, one person's 2,000 score or whatever is not the same as another person's 2,000 score if they're on different ELO levels, that one person had to probably work harder for it than the other person did. So drop all ELO, have a separate queue. It would be interesting to see if that would work. I just want to add on to something I said there. When I meant faction, I meant using the faction tab, perhaps. So like a um, mercenary unit or clan or whatever your mech 
group is called or you're considering yourselves have something like that. So kind of like the um, okay, the first kind of like the first engagement tournament that we had there, where it was all members of respective units. But then it's going to be a, a challenge like we had before, where it would be people's units going in, and then like the top unit would sit on the top type of thing. That's a good idea. A little bit of a wink to community warfare. Yeah, I was going to say the uh, the mech brackets themselves, I think that, that that's a good thing because it is frustrating when you're a medium pilot and what's the top medium out there? You know, the Stormcrows, and those are the top performers. And I think actually the Stormcrow won, you know, with the, it, it's very tough to compete against, you know, that in a Hunchback or Treb or, you know, BJ or Cicada. It's... Those things, it's it just... chassis-specific. Yeah, it definitely does, which mean, means also there's more winners, which I think is good, and that sort of harkens back to uh, yes. to me a little bit as, like, Solaris, right? You have different weight brackets if you're going to have a tournament. It's only fair because you can't... That's like... It's like putting a Locust up against a Jenner or Firestar. It's, it's probably not going to perform as well. But actually, surprising enough, I, I did see the results a lot of the top, like, 15, and... A lot of these mechs, there was a trial blackjack, a BJ1 champion that, like, finished second or first or something like that. So there are these edge cases, maybe not necessarily, uh, to be fair, Tyler, you were saying is, depending on the ELO, right, depending on their skill level, they may be able to do well in some mechs and not so well at a different skill level. But there were a lot of mechs and even builds that were completely different and people were posting posting those over at reddit and you know you were surprised because you're like oh that's not the meta you know two peep dual goss direwolf interesting you know so i think we have this preconceived notion of yes what works in group play you know you can get away with sometimes running in solo completely different builds which i think is unique it's two different extremes I also like the idea that Oddwall and a few other people brought up in chat, which is a persistent leaderboard type thing. You know, something that's maybe with seasons or whatever. Well, I think it would sort of uh, ebb the, the, the want, if you will, from players wanting to know ELO, right? And I, I don't like yeah. the idea of ELO being public. I don't think it should be. Um, I know some people have brought up the whole gold, silver, and copper, or bronze, or whatever. I still don't... I, I think that's that's... Mm-hmm. that's still crossing the line just because I know it would be abused and there's no reason now that being said um, I think if we have a leaderboard it, you are on there I mean it shows I mean I think it's a great way for you to you know put your name out there and show you know actually what you're doing and that you are a good pilot and um, you know I know and seasonal makes it even better I think as you know maybe one person got lucky one season but if somebody can maintain top position season after season there's something to be said there. I always think it's funny when, like, watching, uh, you know, streamers and, you know, Tyler will drop and someone on the other team is like, why the hell am I fighting against you? You know, obviously, like what we were just talking about on last week's podcast with Carl is uh, you may, depending on your uh, skill level, you may be placed with, you know, better or, you know, less skilled players. That's just how the ELO works to, to put them together. Uh, but I will say also, speaking of uh, devs, we will be sitting down next week with Paul. Yes. Finally happening. He is what? super flipping busy with Community Warfare. He was like, I even asked him to do it tonight. And he was like, I, dude, I don't have time. And I was like, all right, so when do you have time? And he's like, next week. So I, we have him down next week. 
We have Paul sitting down on the podcast. It's probably going to be a lengthy one. It's not going to be a town hall. We're not doing that. It, he said that's Russ's thing. Uh, but we're going to have a sit down with uh, Paul next week. So uh, if uh, if we have some questions, I'm sure we'll make a thread over at the NGHG forums. You guys can post up stuff for him. And, of course, we, we're going to have this up live, so he'll be able to, uh, you know, troll you guys on here as well. So We will be focusing, obviously, on community warfare. Maybe. I'll make sure to bring a fire retardant suit uh, that week. I'm actually, you know, I'm not even going to be talking. I don't, I'm going to be talking Quirks. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to be like, dude, do you know what I did to someone's I mean, face? I'm wondering him through the chat. So. Uh, I'm just be like, all right, Paul, you're here. We're going to be talking about Quirks. If you want to chime in, you can, because uh, that's what we're going to That's what we're gonna do. What I'm saying is the chat's going to go into a flame hell. Oh, no, it's it's surprising. It's a lot of people, like, say, you know, obviously in the past, and he's even cleared this up a few times, like, things that people thought he was in charge of or whatever and he has no control of whatsoever anyways it happens paul we love you all right we got a few quick mentions here um i just want to say a big shout out to uh, george ledoux for the black mad cat a lot of people were enjoying that on the podcast uh darren threw in at the beginning of uh 124 so uh yeah that was awesome i want to i want to say i want to hear more of that kind of stuff but I know how much work and time and effort that goes in. But he does put up uh, little shorts like that a lot on his SoundCloud. So if you don't follow him on his SoundCloud, please do so. Um, we post it up on our, our you know Facebook and stuff like that. But uh, oh, maybe Darren, maybe for future to to make sure to plug his stuff in the podcast if he's down for that. So it gets a little bit more coverage. Yeah, I mean, literally that took him weeks to do. Um, he was getting some sound files from PGI. He was getting the guy to do the music. Um, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting his name and I feel guilty for that, but, uh, the guy that helped write it, um, a lot of people helping and it's just awesome when the community responds in this way. Cause it is a masterwork. He's just such a good, uh, voice actor and reader and great story. Uh, very cool Halloween special. We also still have the MWO second annual Halloween art contest. Um, my vote is for the Stormcrow. That's all I gotta say. But uh, you vote where you think you should. Uh, got some prizes again for those that uh, haven't uh, checked that out. There's some pretty cool uh, entries there. But uh, that Stormcrow with the finger out. Uh, did you even notice the little hand? It's pointing to the bag. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Yes, yes, yes. And another quick mention we have the Marauder and NGNG Hex shirts are in stock. But get this do you know what's up for pre order now? The Warhammer. You guys voted the uh, number one right. black shirt with blue graphic one. So we have another black freaking shirt. Um, swear I'm not emo. You guys voted, but uh, it is up so for pre order. I know, right? Heads. But to be clear, the Marauder and Hex shirts are in stock, but they're running out of sizes quickly. We've already had people emailing us asking us for more. We can't. We did a limited printing on the Marauder. We did a limited uh, printing on the Hex. And we're going to do a limited printing on the Warhammer as well. We can't afford to overstock. So if you want to get your shirt size, if you want to be guaranteed, uh, then make sure to pre-order and get it reserved. Yeah. So uh, we have a new T-shirt design coming. It's brand new. Uh, The one hint we've given you guys is clans. That's all. I will not tell you anymore. So we had someone ask if we were going to do any clan shirts. Yes but you have to wait. So one of the things I was talking about this on uh, the stream yesterday was like, 
someone made the comment. I don't know who it was. They're like, well, Phil, just don't put up a vote of a black T-shirt and you won't have to worry about it. So I think uh, there might be some merit to that. So me and Darren will be very selective for which ones you get to vote for. Indeed. It'd be like it's totally a urban mech and a Highland Abrial on a Timberwolf, isn't it? It totally. You, no, but it is. It is so sexy, though. It, it is. is amazing. Short, you're short painter Rudy is working on it. It should be done by this weekend. Rocks. And um, I think we're actually going to be doing um, a specialty shirt and specialty coffee mug. Some people have asked us about a few other items. We'll be looking into those guys for you. Um, but anyways, a few other things, obviously, is... Um, the Twitch streams and uh, you guys support. I just want to say thank you again to all of our NGNG TV streamers. All of you guys. The amount of hours they put in and, you know, making this a 24-7 almost channel. Uh, we've got our Aussie out there, Jay-Z, uh, you know, Nether over in uh, Malaysia rocking it out. So the, the early wee hours, they pull in some crazy hours sometimes. And all of you guys on the uh, North American side, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for putting in your effort. Anyways, I just want to say thank you to all of you guys that showed up tonight for the live audience. Got, I think, like 100 people listening so far on Twitch. Let us know what you guys think of us doing this on Twitch and uh, if you liked it. And if you liked it, let us know. We want your feedback because we may do it more. I don't know. We really actually, to be honest, we just have to convince Darren that it's awesome. Darren, how do you, how do you feel about this th- thus far? I think it's actually pretty promising. I, I liked this format. There's a few things I'm still thinking about and, and we'll make some decisions based on, but I thought it was pretty cool. Hold the phone. I just remembered something. What's that? It's Holding. been three years. Yes, it has. It is. This is years, guys. This is three years of No Guts, No Galaxy to the day, right? Hold on, is what? Today? Uh, no. Today, from now is officially three years. Holy oh, shit. Did, I totally forgot. Yeah. Yeah, it's Halloween. God. Halloween three years ago. Oh. Kids ringing my doorbell and having to mute up. Happy anniversary, <laughs> everyone. Three years of No Guts, No Galaxy. We're very are, are sorry. Are we finally at very, the stage where we uh, forget our anniversary and then, like, yes. really hate each other? <laughs> Separate beds. <laughs> they never talk. Holy they just sit there. Dude, I didn't even realize that. Thanks for the heads up. Holy shit. Yeah, totally. No problem. We just keep steamrolling ahead, whatever. It's all a blur. That's it's awesome. just a lot of me talking and people saying, no, we don't listen to you. No. Um, speaking of which, you know, that last podcast we had, I know a lot of people, and I read all of those comments and stuff, and I know I've talked to a few people, you know, weren't particularly happy with uh, my opinions on, you know, the whole groups. That's okay, guys. It's okay not to agree. Uh, it's okay that you don't agree with me 100% of the time, or maybe at all. It is okay. Actually, I prefer that not everyone agrees because i feel like i get to listen to your side it makes me a better sort of you know rounded i would say person for that and obviously in the subject matter i think it's a great thing you know shit me and darren do not agree on a lot of things but i will say you just heard it you just heard him say that the twitch streaming for the podcast has merit so all i gotta say is i've been trying to i've been i've been i've been building him up to this for over a year well over a year and it's finally happened and we're probably he's probably gonna be like no i hated it we're not doing it again so one third of the total time that we've been yeah no i mean phil and i disagree with each other all the time just you know we can uh, yeah, and i have to hear about it keep working together and it's been good i mean for three years i mean and and some people may not know phil and i were you know essentially doing this 
TeamSpeak outreach with uh, Living Legends for a couple years before that. So we've been working together for a very long time. Yeah, that's actually where I recruited the old man. He was wandering around lost on the battlefield, beard off. In the parking lot of a, of a Best Buy or something, waiting to get picked up by any Merc unit that would come along. And Beard was all disheveled, just, just he, was, he was in bad shape. And we, we took him as a bondsman. Five days. Yeah, we took him as a bondsman. And uh, yeah, but uh, Mecro Living Legends, we did that back then and uh, started the podcast. So I guess. I guess we got to sort of reminisce really quick. Three years. Holy crap. Um, and Brandon has been with us that entire three years. So uh, yeah, happy anniversary, before, Brandon. Even before that. Yep. And happy anniversary uh, for you out there that have been stuck with us. <laughs> so uh, I'm sorry for three years of suffering. Lingraiser asks, does the podcast get pushed out to iTunes, RSS, and such? Yes, it does. Actually, if you head over to our website, nogutsnogalaxy.net, we have an RSS iTunes link for you as well, SoundCloud link, uh, player. You can go to our YouTube. Uh, the, we, what? We're everywhere. We're everywhere? Yeah, the, the, the RSS is feeds.feedburner.com forward slash NGNG. And yeah, we are everywhere. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitch. We're on RSS. We're on uh, iTunes. What's that other one? That Yeah, anyway, we're everywhere. SoundCloud. Yep. I was gonna say, uh, Tyler's been with us for how long now? It's been it's been a few months. It's been a long few months. It, when is it? I don't remember. When's our anniversary, there, Tyler? Uh, I think, let's just say a year. Let's just round up. I think November. <laughs> November cool. will be a year. All right. Well, let's wrap baby up. All right, guys. Three years. Wow. Crazy. A big thank you, of course, to you guys, the community, our listeners, new and old. I can't believe I we still get messages like, Hey, I just started listening to you guys. I just listened to every single, you know, episode. I'm like, I I don't know how many words that is, but you're brave. You're brave, sir. And of course, uh, our amazing staff, and that includes everyone, our our streamers, our web guy, our graphics guy, our our guys that do everything we've we've got people it's it's awesome thank you so much uh and of course our sponsors for those that don't know you can head over to our forums become a sponsor help you know directly uh support ngng you guys get cool avatars stuff like that you can upload your own stuff but anyways um just a quick shout out to all of you guys out there live audience you guys are awesome thank you so much for being here hopefully you enjoyed the podcast as much as we did um just a quick note we're up to 34 subscribers on twitch and the reason i bring this up is to get to two more emoticons it's not my rules by the way i didn't make this up we have to get to 50 so we're 34 out of 50 subscribers on our twitch channel so if you'd like to see an emoticon of maybe adwala and or you know i don't know a jay-z or something uh we, we definitely need your help but anyways guys have a great night thank you again for being here this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy podcast signing off for tonight. This is Phil. And this is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Catrick Hill. And this is Tyler. Until next time, Mech Warriors. Three years, woo! So where's the beer? Do you got the beer? I didn't, I totally forgot, dude. It was like three years. We should, we should do shots. Should, should we do, should we do shots? Shots, shots all around? Where? Jaeger. We can have a party episode next week. Jagerbombs. 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 I was going to say, NGNGCon 2015. It's happening here on the East Coast. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.